this week okay um yeah i was just scrolling through instagram and the science account that i follow came up yeah uh and the headline grabbed me so basically like shoes with human feet in them keep washing up on the shores of the sea between us and canada <laughs> right um so obviously i was thinking okay there's some like weird massacres gone on serial killer on the loose well yeah that was a thing so news reports started circulating of like there was a random serial killer right um or it was like the mafia like making people swim with the fishes yeah um but it's actually it's it's not as interesting as that but it's still pretty cool um so basically whenever a body like gets lost and sinks at sea yeah um wait 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 wait. get lost (laughs) How does a body just get... Well, you know, like shipwrecks or, you know, or a... you know like pirate ships. And... I, just, I just picture some dude just swimming randomly in the ocean. He's like, oh, I'm lost. God damn. Time to sink. Yeah. No, like accidents or, or intentional or whatever. Yeah. Um, they sink to the bottom, obviously. And then predators come and eat you, naturally. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I was just thinking of like 80s predator. <laughs> Wait, I could do the noise. Hold Go on. on. Just in the middle of the ocean, you know. That's nice in the headphones. You like that? Yeah, I do like that. Just not, have that I, on like night, like white noise at night time. It's <laughs> <Now laughs> like predator. Predator night scale noises. <laughs> that failed last. That was sort of like a wet fart. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically, predators eat you at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. They tend to go for like soft tissue. Right. Um, like connective tissue, like your ankles. Yeah. So they just chop off your ankles. Um, but the reason they've been washing up recently is because the shoes we now have are more buoyant and waterproof. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> is this is how nerdy this is. Like it's, it's so it's so specific. I don't know why. I could just picture like these Balenciagas. Is that how you? Yeah. Them? Oh, they wouldn't. They definitely wouldn't float. No, they say they're heavy. What about? Wheezies, a little Yeezy. Yeah, Yeezy. Maybe, maybe we can test it. If you if you found a shoe, if you were, if I found a Yeezy with a foot in it, I'd scoop the foot out and take them. <laughs> <laughs> what if the foot's like nasty looking? Just you has would, to be you done. Would literally, wear dead. I can't shoes. afford a pair of Yeezys. <laughs> <laughs> where did you get these? By a beach and a, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Founders, five five toe discount. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's. That's why. So shoes now float and are more durable. Right. So unfortunately, they've been washing up on shores and people have been finding them. And that's that. I was going to say, just to kind of like round that off, if you found the shoes, right? Yeah. And you became a dead person's shoe thief. Mm -hmm. And then to wash the shoes, you would go into the ocean, but you would get lost and then your feet would end <laughs> and the up. the cycle continues. Right? Yeah. Maybe it's like Dark Man, but like, like a Yeezy version. Just a continuous loop. Yeah. <laughs> of shoes. <laughs> but anyway, 
Anyway, uh, yeah, welcome back to episode two of Ghost Waves. Uh, I am Ryan, and along with me today is Rachel. Nice to be here. Yeah, I feel like I'm saying that like as if you're a special guest, but this is obviously <laughs> our podcast together. Um, yeah, so last week we were obviously touching on uh, urban myths and legends, which kind of was a fun first topic for us to kind of go into. I know like people who get into these type of podcasts you don't really know what the first episode's gonna be about some people do an introduction we just kind of wanted to throw in the deep end yeah however in this week's episode what we're kind of doing i don't know we we were talking about this we were going to do another topic and then this kind of struck us earlier today that we kind of wanted to get into it's kind of interesting that it's a really popular topic especially with like some netflix documentaries coming out at the moment um and it's more or less haunted hotels and the chilling stories not only to how those hotels became haunted with eerie inhabitants or supernatural specters it's kind of like the backstory and how these ghosts kind of affect people and most of all affect the prices i guess (laughs) right we're playing the prices right on today's podcast so we're going to basically play a trip advisor and see if the price is indeed worth the spooks well i mean this is the closest i'm getting to hotel this year i think what yeah with that lockdown. Is so that's this is, real this is a holiday for me <laughs> yeah it's the real horror that's going on here is the fact that we can't actually go to one yeah so yeah so we're bringing the holiday to right us. yeah i don't know if this is one of your topics but the the place that we were supposed to go this year if you listen on you might find out once again, keeping the cards tight <laughs> to the chest. Fair. Got to okay. lay down the foundation. <laughs> Why are you doing that? This is me traveling. Is it? Is that not like the thing where you're like flicking money at like strippers? Or that too. <laughs> at, the, at the hotel receptionist. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I could just get the uh, single room. And then you just start like flicking, what, dollar <laughs> bills at her? Even though that's not our currency. So, yeah. Let's uh, let's get into it. Would you like to do cheapest to most expensive, or would, would you like to do ex- most? You're nodding your head. You want to do most expensive first, or cheapest? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were like, I got your answer. Dealer's, G. dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. Yeah. How about we take it from most expensive? Okay. And then work our way down. Yeah. So you're good with that? So we start off in a nice luxury hotel and end up in squalor? Well, just because they're more expensive doesn't mean it's a luxury hotel. Okay. So most people, as you probably know, uh, they pay expensive prices more for the experience. Like, it's kind of weird just to kind of like tap into this before we do go into that. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of like crappy hotels that people can literally just slap on the sticker that is haunted. Mm -hmm. And then immediately the revenue goes up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's a popular thing in the States, especially. People just love going, like... And I would love to do this one day as well. I'm sure you would. But it's, like, taking, like, a road trip to all these haunted, like, motels and hotels. Yeah, dark tourism. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that song by... Who the hell did that song? We at the hotel, motel. (laughs) See what I mean? Ready to get yeah that that famous song about ghosts (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. paranormal it's all like scooby-doo gang was it that wrote that must have been i think so 
Reggie. Right. Anyway, so yeah, I'm going to start off with mine because I think my price tag is the biggest one here, right? Okay. Baller. <laughs> yeah. Just just because these are per night, by the way, is what way we're doing this. Yeah. Um, I've done all mine in US dollars. I don't think it matters anyway because like we can, you can kind of like calculate the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, but yeah, I see. True to this time of recording, dependent on stock market crashes. Right. So yeah, one of my good friends actually recommended this one to me and then I kind of researched on it. And whenever he first sent me the link to this, it was kind of like a, yo, would you like to do this? Uh, And I was like, I just seen like a typical, like the web page on this, you can look this up whenever I read out the name, but the web page is so bad. Like, you know, those really crappy web pages that people have just made on like Dreamweaver. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Dreamweaver. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I, I don't think that's what they use. But yeah, like it's it's like kind of one of those like 90s style, like fucking chiller kind of like font on it. Yeah, I got like, you. Shocking. Ghosts. Before code was really a thing. Yeah. Right. So yeah, they haven't really spent much on that. And by the price tag on this, you think that they would have upgraded the website a wee okay. bit. But this is the Villasa, I think it's called, um, house. This is located in Iowa. And I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. If it's not, people are probably screaming at me, listening to this or watching this. I'm sorry. Okay. I can't help the way that I speak sometimes in the words that come out of my mouth. But the price tag on this is $428 per night. Pricey. Yeah. So I'm going to read out. Do you know how many stars it is? On TripAdvisor? No. The hotel like ranking. Uh, well, I will give it in axes. Uh, okay. because this is based around axe murders okay could be a spoiler alert but five I'm gonna... axes out of a possible five axes to be fair like i don't think people are there for like the the bread and bread the bed and breakfast experience uh no i'm just curious um as to like the standard of the hotel if they're charging that much is it purely for the spooks or is it actually a nice hotel anyway well as far as more they they've done it up so this is an actual house or it okay. was a house and then they've kind of like created it into almost like a motel, but it'll still slot into this like hotel experience. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'll read you out like a blurb as the background of the house. And then I'll get into the meat of it and how it's haunted in present day times. Okay. You've kind of got me thinking now about the cleanliness of this house. <laughs> after reading this, I'm going to be pretty sure that whenever this happened to now... They've definitely like bleached it a few times. Okay. So. I kind of see where this is going. Right. Well, yeah. So anyway, so in the early morning hours of June 11th, 1912, sometime between midnight and 5 a.m., eight people were bludgeoned to death with an axe inside the home of the Moore family who resided in Villasa. How do you say it? Velisca, Velissa. I say Velisca, maybe. Velisca House. Yeah, we'll go for that. So this is including six family members. So it was a husband, mm-hmm. a wife, four kids. And then on top of that as well was two friends of one of the daughters. So six of the victims were children who were bludgeoned to death. The person allegedly, according to the police at the time, were in the attic before or prior to the people going going to sleep. So we're going back to attic dwellers again. <laughs> right? Not again. Right. <laughs> not, not again. 
At first, it was just your man stealing milk, but this time, yeah, he's in the roof with an axe. This escalated. Uh, well, actually, yeah. Well, timeline wise, is de escalated because obviously they went for the mad shit back in like 1900s. That's true. And then now, with that all makes the me technology, feel right? <laughs> maybe, maybe someone will just come down from Iran. I can just give you like a neck massage. Thankfully, there's no one above us, and I know that for a fact, so I can sleep okay tonight. That is true. Doors will be locked. You will not sleep anyway. So. <laughs> but yeah, so cigarette butts were left in the attic, um, at which led the investigators to believe that the killer snuck into the attic while the family was out, uh, and then they hid there until they fell asleep. So I, it was kind of like a premeditated thing. Mm-hmm. However, the suspect, uh, there was many suspects to the case, but nobody was actually like convicted of it. So there was no evidence to basically say who did, you know, the crimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And what year was this again? This was 1912, June 11th, 1912. Okay. So yeah, at some point the killer had covered all the mirrors. This is after the incident. He had covered all the mirrors in the house with blankets and clothes uh, and then cooked himself a plate of food which he left untouched in the kitchen. So odd. Isn't it? Like, so strange. Like, the circumstances, first of all, sneaking out, smoking a few dubs, you know, in the attic, uh, listening to, I don't know, Janis Joplin? Was she around back then? No. All right. Well, you know, listening to music or humming yourself a tune, and then afterwards bludgeoning this family to death and the, the other people who were in the house with an axe, leaving the axe behind at the scene and then just cooking yourself a meal. Don't want to look at yourself whenever you're doing it or, you know, afterwards. And then just kind of sitting down and being like, no, I'm not actually hungry after those kills (laughs) and then just fucking leaving, you know? That's relatable though. What? Whenever you kill someone, you just, you don't... Do you know when you come in from work and you know you have to eat? Right. So you just cook yourself dinner, but by the time you're done, you're not really that hungry. It's (laughs) kind of the same, isn't it? (laughs) You just kind of want to like be like Bender out of Futurama. You know, just like open up like a little bit in your stomach (laughs) and just put food in there. Shove something in there. I'm full now. (laughs) But yeah, so... The mirror thing's weird though. The mirror thing's very strange. Do you think it's he didn't want to look at himself or do you think it was something more like supernatural, like spirits and stuff coming through mirrors and... Right, well, this is where it gets into the haunted part. Okay. And it's nice that you asked that because... Very good segue here. So everybody was shocked with, you know, this kind of occurrence because this was like a sleepy town in in Iowa, as I said. And a lot of people didn't really know anybody who would be that, like, malevolent, I guess. You know how, like, such a small town, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. There's nobody, even though there was a lot of suspects because... You know, obviously this family had like a lot of quarrels and stuff, but who would bring it as far as to like murder and especially with people who weren't actually directly, you know, blood relatives of the family or whatever. Yeah, the kids is extreme. Right. Fair enough if you have a row with the dad or over business or whatever, but to bring the kids into it is it's is dark. Yeah, it's very, very dark. So the, the way that this kind of went is that like over years, um, you know, people were kind of like leaving the house dormant. So there wasn't anybody living in the house for a long time. And then a businessman came and actually done up the house and turned it into like a B&B hotel, motel kind of thing. And did he know the history? The, he did know the history, yeah. I think it's kind of like 
even back then, contractual maybe for like the real estate agents and stuff to give you like a full history disclosure on the house. So he was aware of it, didn't really mind it, wasn't getting any kind of like business uh, and then was getting like kind of like slight business or whatever. However, the reason why he wasn't getting business wasn't because of his wrongdoings. It was because of the experiences that people were having who were who were staying there. Okay. So this was just kind of like sum it up was like evil spirits crying at night. Kids run around the place whenever the kids weren't supposed to be there mm-hmm. because there wasn't any kids. Yeah. Uh, whenever they would look in the mirror, he would see like figures that weren't actually there whenever they turned around. Like really kind of like almost like mind, mind messy. I was going to say, you know, the curse word there, but I don't really want to curse too much in this podcast, but it's kind of like mess with your mind. To me, it's like textbook haunting, isn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like haunting in Connecticut exorcist kind of fucking like hauntings yeah it's just every every ghost story echoing footsteps kids laughter shadowy figures yeah so like a bad place it's it's it seems pretty bad it seems like a hot spot for this but until this day it is very very strong with the paranormal kind of like rector scale as such so it would attract a lot of like paranormal investigators okay so to kind of bring this up to present day uh, or present-ish day, there's one story whenever I was reading up on this, and this isn't even advertised on the webpage mm-hmm. uh, for the for the haunting because they advertise it as like a haunted hotel. So that's their whole gimmick. They want people interested in paranormal to come. Yeah. yeah. So like it's, it's solely based as kind of one of those like survival nights. You know, would you survive? So it's turned from like an actual, you know, hotel, motel, as I said. I don't know why I keep branching them together. Holiday Inn. Yeah, the song's stuck <laughs> in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's kind of came from that and it's turned full circle into like a like an attraction almost. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like how brave are you? Yeah. And there was an insane kind of like story in 2014 that made this place one of the scariest places on earth oh to stay so this twist yeah i kind of thought this was just gonna be your standard yeah it's haunted no no this this gets strange we're kind of like diving in in the deep end okay so yeah this this brings us full circle so as i said on the 7th of november 2014 um there was a group of paranormal investigators who stayed in this place and they stayed in the room i think where the parents were were murdered okay and this guy was called robert stephen lorison jr doesn't roll off the tongue does it (laughs) (laughs) so robert stephen lorison jr 37 years old at the time uh from rhinelander wisconsin was visiting this with a group of people and he was investigating throughout the night. So I think they were doing either one of those kind of like stay up to like, uh, you know, get EVPs and thermal imaging and all that stuff that you see at like other ghost hunter kind of like yeah. shows. So they were doing like a full investigation. It was supposed to be like an all nighter kind of affair. So I don't think anybody was like sleeping throughout the night. However, this guy... more or less was uh 
admitted into hospital later on in the evening. So to backtrack as to how he got admitted in the hospital mm -hmm. was to go in for him. So he went for, and what they quoted here was recreational paranormal investigation. Do you know what I mean? Just, you know, your recreational kind of like chilling out, chatting the ghost type thing. Just like we would do. Yeah. Like when we do a haunted ghost tour, like you just kind of want to go to see some ghosts, but you're not. Yeah. Gimmicky. Once yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Gimmicky in the hope that you'll see something. So they weren't professionals. They were not professionals because, you know, it doesn't state here that they're professional ghost hunters. So I'm assuming that they just kind of like arrived for, for fun. Yeah. However, the, he was left in the room with the, of the, the parents room and the other people were like investigating the rest of the house. And they heard like a blood curdling scream from the room. And whenever they ran into the room to check on this guy, he actually had a knife sticking out of his chest. This Robert guy? This Robert guy. Okay. So, sheriff was called, paramedics were called, he got rushed to hospital. So he was in the room by himself? Yeah. They heard a scream? Yeah. Knife? Yeah. Okay. So they thought at the start that obviously it was foul play from somebody in the hotel. Yeah. Um, and then it turned out to be a self-inflicted stab wound. So this dude stabbed himself. Wow. No history as far as I'm aware of any mental illness or anything that would kind of like cause it. Uh, I don't think the stab wound was fatal. Now, there's not many details in this, but this is actually an official news story from uh, the website that I was reading it okay, on. Okay, wow. And the sheriff that was there stated that, from my understanding, he was alone in the northwest bedroom and the rest of the party was outside. And he called for help on the mobile two-way radio. So um, he was basically, you know, doing his investigation stuff, screamed, whatever else, got their attention that way. And the strangest thing about this, and what way it was documented for people who was coming in, and I don't know if this has been kind of embellished in any way, but the incident happened at 12.45 a.m. Okay. And 12.45 a.m. was whenever the approximate time of death of the original 1912 incident took place. That's creepy. That's fucking weird. So you think he was possessed? I'm not too sure. My theory on the whole thing, like, this guy obviously wasn't looking to prove anything, right? Because, you know, if it was one of these ghost hunters, like, ghosts are real, you wouldn't take out a knife and stab yourself in the chest. I don't think you would anyway. That's pretty extreme. Right. Like, severe extreme. Unless you're, like, a member of, like, you know, Fight Club <laughs> is, the, is the only thing. But we don't talk about that. <laughs> We don't talk about Fight Club here. So yeah, that was the Velisca House in Iowa. Um, yeah, if you do want to check it out as well, I think we're going to be leaving links to these. Yeah, we'll link all their websites. Yeah. In case uh, you ever, in case this hasn't put you off. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, I want to get stabbed in the chest, you know? <laughs> Sick. Oh man, I haven't had a good stabbing in ages by a ghost. Let's... Oh there. Sorry. Let's keep this PG. <laughs> PG. <laughs> well, we've been cursing this whole time, but as soon as you, you know what? Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the next on the list with the price tag is you, I believe. Uh, yeah, so you've heard of the Overlook Hotel. As in The Shining? Yes, indeed. Yes. Uh, have you heard of the Stanley Hotel? I believe that's what it's based off, right? Exactly. So I didn't know a whole lot about the origin behind the Overlook Hotel. I'm sure a lot of people listening know everything but yeah. to me this was super interesting okay um 
So this will set you back, depending on what room you pick. Mm-hmm. They're massive, like it's a massive hotel. There's like over 420 rooms, I think. Uh, but generally around $300 a night. So it's pretty pricey. That is pretty, like for for any any room or like that's, specific That's rooms? pretty much the standard, yeah. I gotta ask, I don't know if you like seen this doing your research or whatever, but the the actual place itself, does it look like... The, the Shining. Oh, yeah. Same place, same location, everything. I I think I read it's not the exact place that was in the Kubrick film. Right. Which annoyed uh, Stephen King. Right. Because you know he hated the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I think they filmed, because of the, the weather, that they wanted the snow. Right. Um, so the Stanley Hotel, it's in Colorado. Right, right, okay. Uh, right in the Rocky Mountains. Oh, uh, once again. Yeah. If you want to know more about the Rocky Mountains... Get on the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, we got the plug. Uh. Um, But yeah, so originally it was built um, because Mr. Stanley, uh, who invented a steam car, I believe. Oh. He got super sick with tuberculosis. Okay. uh, And was sent up to the Rocky Mountains because of the air's like restorative properties. Right. Um, So he was pretty much on the brink of death. And went up there, stayed fit as a fiddle, lived to about 91, I think. Serious? Um, so there's something in the air up there that's meant to be like super good and pure and healthy. Like that Phil Collins song? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, it was yeah. the drums, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Just double checking. So it was built in 1909. Yeah. Um, and it was one of the first hotels in the world to be powered by modern electricity. Oh, okay. So it was really like advanced for its time. Yeah. Um, and because of this and because it was so remote, like way up in the mountains, it also had to be fitted with, uh, gas lighting. Right. Not that kind of gas lighting. You know what? It, I am that type of person now that that was the first thing. Came I know. Up, no. Gas lighting. So you just go lamps. up to the hotel. It was like, you know what you've done to me? <laughs> hotel <laughs> sorry for anybody's triggered there <laughs> but yeah um but unfortunately um this gas system exploded right. in 1911 so um it injured eight people and there was a maid mrs elizabeth wilson okay who was lighting one of the lamps in room 217 if that rings any bells for it you it does ring a bell indeed uh, yes. so she actually like triggered the explosion um there was a leak or whatever she lit the lamp and the whole hotel exploded basically Shit. she was hurled from the second floor uh she survived but broke both ankles right um and yeah eight people were injured as well so they had to rebuild um and interestingly enough Although no one was killed yeah. in this explosion, around that time is when paranormal reports started coming in. Right. Okay. Uh, so obviously Stephen King stayed here. Yeah. Uh, and got the idea for the book, uh, The Shining, in 1974. Right. Okay. Him and his wife stayed in the hotel and he woke up from this horrible nightmare that his son was being chased down corridors in the hotel with a fire hydrant, like a fire hose. Right, okay. And he was screaming and his son was so terrified and he woke up apparently in a sweat, nearly falling out the edge of the bed, 
horrified. So he got up, went to his balcony, lit a cigarette, and by the time he'd finished his cigarette, he had the whole plot for The Shining mapped out in his head. Fucking hell, man. Uh, so obviously, the hotel had some impact on him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so some of the reports of paranormal activity I'm going to read here. Um, so linking back to room 217, um, Mrs. Wilson, the maid, is reported to still haunt it. She's super old-fashioned, so if unmarried couples go into the room together, right. apparently they can feel like a cold chill come between them. Yeah. Some people have reported seeing her at the end of the bed. Um, some people have said that their luggage is unpacked or packed and left by the door. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can we get back to the, like, the the whole like marriage thing. <laughs> yeah because i have to you know i have to yeah, imagine yeah. just being like in the bed right <laughs> and you're having like a real romantic kind of getaway with your significant other and the next thing all you can hear from like the corner of the room is like a no 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 <laughs> do you know that that would be weird dude it would be like you know you get ghost hunters and they'd be like what's her name again mrs wilson i was like come on mrs w you can get in on this it's all good <laughs> No, she, she's not having any of it. No. <laughs> no. Well, two broken ankles, she's not really going to chase you very far, to be fair. She's going to sit there at a cast judging you the whole time. Yeah. It's like your dog watching. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> as well as uh, conservative Mrs. Wilson. Yeah. We also have the two owners. So Oscar Stanley, Stanley uh, yeah. and his wife, Flora, they died around 1940. Right, okay. But apparently they never left the hotel. Right. Uh, so Mr. Stanley can be seen behind reception. Okay. Several reports of this. Uh, Mrs. Stanley, Flora, she can be heard to play the piano in the music room of the hotel. Okay. Um, there's a couple, there's a couple of different reports. Like I think there's a caretaker that's been heard. There's a cowboy that can be seen at the foot of the bed. Right. Uh, apparently he's really charming. Really nice guy. Well, if any cowboy would be at the foot of my bed, (laughs) of course they're going to be charming. Uh, but yeah, there's a couple of reports. Um, so most commonly, same as your hotel. Yeah. Footsteps running up and down corridors when there's no one there. Children laughing when there are no children. Lights turning off and on on their own. Um, so most active is the fourth floor. Right. Uh, there's a couple of rooms in there that I think they're pretty pricey to stay in and they're pretty well booked up. Right. Because of how much activity goes on in those rooms. So it's once again the paranormal enthusiasts who are probably booking these hotels. Out. Yeah. And, and of course, be- room 217 as well is super popular. Oh, yeah. I, like, do they have a separate price for room 217? I couldn't find one on the website. See, that's the interesting thing. The hotel website doesn't overly mention the hauntings or the shining book or anything so, it's still branded as a luxury hotel so they're selling the whole kind of like perfect hotel vibe and not see yeah. i i think that's really interesting yeah it's really interesting whenever a hotel tries to like because obviously some hotels try and escape from that kind of like thing and they're like they want to be like a proper business yeah like the cecil hotel how they tried to mm. do um and then you know you, you would have these hotels who are like kind of like thriving off the, the paranormal business. But just my opinion, I, I, I think a lot of people would agree with me here. These hotels that do pose the whole kind of like perfect hotel when it is actually haunted, I think is even more eerie. It kind of gives me like 1408 vibes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there's more behind the scenes. Right. 
Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the hotel employees have all said that, you know, the ghosts there, if if they're going to mention the ghosts, they say they're all happy ghosts, like friendly ghosts. Right. But I guess it's up to you. Like, would you risk it? Me personally? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Man, like, honestly, I'm not like a thrill seeker or anything like that. But you know that I just love haunted or like paranormal and even if I haven't had like um, an occurrence myself specifically, I I still want that possibility. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's kind of cool. Yeah. And especially if there, you know, there's going to be a charming cowboy at the edge of my bed <laughs> chatting <laughs> me up. Cap. Yeah. While there's like a maid with broken angles in the corner being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know? Fun little bit of trivia before, because um, I'm pretty much done with the, with the overlook. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Jim Carrey. Start, uh, stayed in room 217 when he was filming Dumb and Dumber. No way. Yeah, and reportedly was so terrified that in the middle of the night, he ran out half naked down the corridor. Thus had to flee the room. Shit. Yeah. That's so weird. Like, did he did he plan to stay there on purpose? or? I, I didn't actually. I just saw that, uh, that little nugget. Uh, of knowledge, yeah. And thought that was pretty interesting because Jim Carrey you don't know if he's doing it for like a joke a gimmick or if he genuinely was spooked by something yeah i mean it's plausible oh yeah well yeah i would say like because come on you're a comedian staying shooting a comedy film to kind of like throw something out that is such a curveball i mean if you're filming you're tired you don't really want to be running up and down the middle of the night right especially half naked you know especially half naked which half (laughs) <laughs> just thought of that it's jim carrey you know i think he's packing heat down there but uh yeah well it's interesting that like uh like a writer can get this idea from like a dream on a, a one night stay you know and like think up something like that in five minutes and that book like have you you've read the book i've right? read the book yeah. yeah the book's insane like obviously very different from the movie mm-hmm. however the movie I love the movie. I thought... I love the movie too. It's... They're, they're old entities, I think. Yeah, definitely. You appreciate them separately. Right. Yeah, it's it's kind of like whenever people like reboot like like a movie, and but they're both like on par with each other. Do you know what I mean? But obviously you're going to get the people who don't like it as well. If obviously, as we always do, even though this is the second episode, we're kind of getting a train going. If you haven't seen or read The Shining definitely check that shit out it is absolutely amazing to be fair like price wise so far pretty expensive for one night mm-hmm. absolutely it's i don't know like for the experience and stuff yeah would totally do it but you wouldn't spend a couple of nights there like even if it's in the rockies and stuff for your place and especially for iowa i don't think that it's kind of a a desired location i don't know if you'd want to spend more than one night there anyway if you're not getting to sleep and there's presences floating about i think one night would do you yeah it's like it kind of worries me with the people who work there i guess do you know what i mean like what they genuinely experience and what they kind of do because like if you're staying there you're staying there for the thrill but these people are like here every freaking day yeah the next one for me is still in the states this one is crescent hotel in arkansas okay 
we are starting the price at $249.86. Specific. Very specific. Some of these uh, actually showed up on the website, all the ones I had to actually go on TripAdvisor for and book a night. Uh, I've went to October the 30th to book all the nights. Nice. Because, you know, nice. why not? And half of them were sold out. So I had to do September for this one. But anyway, so to give you a backstory once again, the Crescent Hotel uh, is in the Eureka Springs, I think it's called, in Arkansas. And the building has existed since 1886. So this place has kind of like a very, uh, very strange history to it. It was not a hotel to begin with. And it wasn't a hotel in its second kind of like rejuvenation. Okay. It turned into a hotel later on down the line and then has housed some very strange kind of inhabitants, I guess. So to get into this, I'm kind of going to do this ass about face way because I was going to do it chronologically. And then I realized that some of the more interesting stuff is kind of like it happens before anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. bear with me. But we're going to get into the first alleged ghost that uh, stays in this hotel. Uh, the name of this ghost is supposed to be called Michael, who was a mason who worked at the hotel's construction in 1885. So whenever this place was being built, obviously they had like a lot of people who were building these hotels, groups of people coming in. And I think they were called masonaries. I don't think it's masons as what we know today, maybe. That's correct in saying, right? I think they're I think they're masons, like people that work with stone. Stone masons, yeah. But yeah. then there's like, you know. Oh, like the Freemasons. Shh. We don't talk about those. You know they're listening. Yeah, probably are. What is up, Dad? Anyway, so the uh Nope. Dad's not a <laughs> He's not. He's barely a man. But uh yeah, anyway, so this construction, the story goes, he slipped and fell from the second floor down to the first and died on impact. So I'm assuming whatever way he fell or the kind of like distance from the floors, you know what way hotel lobbies are, those kind of like um, construction things. He died in impact and after his death, one of the hotel rooms built on the site, which is strangely enough, next door to your room in the Stanley 218. Ah. So it has become the building's most frequently haunted location. So bear in mind, this wasn't originally being built as a hotel. Okay. So this is just later turned into a room in a hotel. I'm so in suspense right now. Are you? I want to know what it was and then what it was before it was a hotel. All right. So I'm going to take you back to the 1930s. Okay. Right. Or take you forward from this story. So there used to be a doctor called Norman Baker. A doctor. Right. So there's a bit of a scandal going on So there's on doctor in air quotes here. Yeah. And the reason as to why, yeah, for anybody who is listening and not watching, I'll, I'll go into the emphasis on doctor there. So this guy was apparently supposed to be um, a cancer doctor who turned this place into like almost like a care center for people with, with cancer. And at the time, now bear in mind, this is the 1930s. So his kind of like practice to preach uh, with the whole medical thing was that he was slating medicine like like medicine as we know it today and as it was coming around back then okay that radiation was not used to cure cancer it was in fact poisoning people and he 
stated that he had a care facility, which was obviously the Crescent uh, Hotel, not at the time, but the Crescent Building, and he was leading these people to his treatment facility for comfortable care. Okay, so and, he was anti-chemo, basically. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in a nutshell. So, you know, normal, like, medical scientists and stuff at the time uh, were kind of like, yo, don't listen to this guy. He's a bit of a bit of a strange one. Don't kind of, like, go. But the more vulnerable and desperate people... For sure. ...are obviously looking for a quick fix or yeah. a cure, you know. Yeah. So he would inject this... Um, serum as he would call it into these people and then they would kind of rest up in the his location in the the crescent building and then he would share these success stories of how these people have you know miraculously recovered did they though so this is where it gets weird so this doctor was actually a uh he was an inventor and a stage performer and he saw an opportunity to generate money so what he would do is that he started the purchase of the Crescent Hotel, set up a fake hotel, hospital, spa. So it was like a spa, like a treatment thing, mm-hmm. as I said, inside the lodge and bragging that he could cure cancer. So he told everyone that the radiation was hurting people, convinced people to go to his hotel. Um, and obviously a lot of vulnerable people with a lot of money would kind of give everything to buy you know, their way for a few years of yeah. their life, of course. And then he injected them, but the actual injections were a little more than tea, cloves, and carbolic acid. Wow. Which I'm assuming is a, um, I think it's a pesticide. Yeah, I think you can use it on wasps, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not too sure, for sure. But, you know, I think it's it's something that obviously, you know, didn't do actual harm to these people. Because the weird thing about this guy, just to give you a bit more about this, was that he actually was arrested for tax fraud. Right. And he was never arrested for the crimes of letting people die. Because he didn't actually kill them or, you know, speed up the process of cancer. Interesting. Yeah. So a lot of people did that. So it was a complete placebo then? It was a complete placebo. Placebo. It was a complete placebo. That's very hard to say. Say that ten times fast. Nope. Can't even say it once. So, yeah, he he did that. But the basement in the place was used um, as a morgue. So, obviously, people who died there over the years, uh, there's rumours that the actual Norman uh, Baker himself roams the building. Um, He didn't die on the premises. So, I don't really know the rules of ghouls, but... Well, I mean, a a part of his soul might be there. Yeah. Well, you want to go down that route... Yeah, I mean, like, from a spiritual kind of point of view. Like, yeah, kind like, of if like he did such bad there. things there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say that. Wow. On top of that was stories for it. It used to be a college and conservatory for young women in 1908. Uh, apparently, there was a known suicide there for one of the females that was living. So, you know, over the years, there's been a lot of death in a specific place. Um, you know, which, strangely enough, is common with a lot of hotels and whatever, but... You know, the backstory behind this, I think, gives it, like, a very, like, dark feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, as the fact the, that they had a morgue in the building. Right. Housing. That that tells me a lot of people died there already. Yeah. And if you kind of think about it, like, these spirits, I would assume, would be extremely angry. Oh, yeah, you'd be pissed off. You know. Um, so... As for like kind of like hauntings and stuff like that, it's just kind of the usual bells and whistles. There's nothing really like intense here. 
um i think the story was just more interesting than the actual like yeah you, you know daily hauntings for it so so that i guess that makes me think you believe then that history mm-hmm. can impact a building like a building can hold on to feelings and spirits and memories i guess oh yeah it's kind of like similar to how spirits can well i guess we'll like touch on this in a later podcast possibly but spirits can latch on to like inanimate objects such as like boxes and you get like dolls you get kind of like a load of very spooky things that spirits are latched onto. so you know to kind of be uh doing that in a building especially when you know a lot of these buildings have kind of experienced something that's been horrible Mm-hmm. or you know kind of like twisted their fate in a way yeah i i would definitely say that spirits i and, agree i yeah, agree for sure so as i said that is number what, three on the list crescent hotel arkansas over to you this one may be familiar to you okay uh this is one that we were actually meant to go to last october <laughs> yeah yeah, I then the the biggest horror happened of all, which wasn't a spirit, but yeah, COVID. So yeah, um, unfortunately, uh, that had to be postponed. But uh, we'll probably go when we're allowed to uh, visit hotels again. Definitely, it's yeah, it's number one on the list. But obviously, tell tell the folks where we're talking about. So this is Kennedy Castle yeah. in County Offaly in the Republic of Ireland. Yeah. Uh, so you can stay here for around $130 a night. Uh, so it is a four-star hotel. It's very well kept luxury hotel. Um, similar to the Stanley, it doesn't advertise itself as being a haunted hotel. Right. This place tries to do like functions like weddings. Right. Okay. Um, and, uh. Yeah, tries to cater itself as a gothic, historic, beautiful hotel. Yeah, the architecture of this place is fantastic. Yeah. The first time that I actually ever seen this place was, weirdly enough, in Most Haunted, the (laughs) the TV show that was about in the 90s. Um, I think it was only aired in, like, the UK, but I'm pretty sure the American Grave Encounters... um, or it was Ghost Adventures. One of the two did uh, an episode on this. So this this is more or less like a worldwide known haunted castle. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of the most haunted in Ireland. First knocked down in 1209 and rebuilt in 1213 by the Normans. Right. Um, and actually, interestingly, during this time, they built an abbey right next door to it, which still stands. Okay. So when you're coming up to the hotel, you'll see this giant stone cross and a druid's altar. <laughs> right? Um, oh man, that is so gothic. So yeah, dru- like druids aren't bad omens or associated with negativity or anything like that in folklore, but they are linked with having supernatural abilities. Okay. So like prophesizing the future, communing with spirits and whatnot. So a lot of people who report to see a druid's altar generally yeah tend to feel like there's more than just their own presence right around. okay so it's like spirits are kind of like flocked to there yeah it's a hot spot right okay uh but yeah so the normans built all that it then burned down again in 1944 
rebuilt in 1928. Um, I think it changed hands a couple of times, like the military took it over. It was bought over by like a rich family. So it was officially turned into a luxury hotel in 1994. Right, okay. Uh, oh, so it was like the 90s, whatever it actually became a hotel? Yeah. So before this, it was like a war base yeah. a couple of times. It was luxury grounds for wealthy families. Yeah. Uh, taken over by monks. It was in, yeah, everything. So it's it's not only got a rich history, but a lot of probably like a lot of deaths and darkness that it's seen that's probably a bit too like rock but you know this picture like lightning smoke in the background while you say that yeah like the the monk like kind of aspect from it like monks i don't know man like obviously they're not supposed to be but they are creepy as hell (laughs) and then the whole military thing i'm pretty sure they've seen some action fires reconstruction you know there's bound to be yeah yeah a lot's happened yeah uh, interesting you say about the monks. Okay. So the most famous ghost um, at Kennedy Castle is the Phantom Monk of Kennedy is his official title. Ooh. Uh, so he's a regular visitor. Right, okay. For both staff and tourists. Right. Uh, so generally he's a jovial, happy sort of guy. Okay. Um, apparently he regularly pops up at a wedding. <laughs> Loves a wedding. <laughs> he's like... Yes, lads, back on the beers. Yeah, he just wants uh, like a canopy and a glass of champagne, I guess. It's my type of dude. Um, but uh, he's generally described as a tall, shadowy figure cloaked in a, ba- a black robe yeah. without a distinctive face. Right, so no facial features? Faceless no. monk. Oh, right. um, but, I mean, he's not always friendly. Um a lot of people who go to the restaurant there yeah. uh, have described, you know, seeing the figure and then the cutlery gets knocked off the table, candles get pulled out of their holders and thrown on the floor, books crash from the library next door. Shit. Uh, so it's like a little bit of poltergeist activity yeah. associated with him as well. So it's almost like mischievous in that sense, whenever it Kinda. comes to... Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and... Yeah, like I was saying, the hotel doesn't advertise right, yeah. that it's haunted. So a lot of bad reviews on TripAdvisor are left by people who people don't know. who didn't expect to experience all of this. <laughs> so you'll see the reviews that are like terrible night's sleep, heard someone breathing, someone moving in the corner of my room, footsteps outside the door, objects moving around. Like people are pissed. I gotta like I gotta ask though. Like, and this is just the skeptic in me, right? Yeah. Do you think that they've done that intentionally to kind of give it more notoriety of it being haunted? I don't think so, because like you said about the Velisca Hotel. Yeah. Their whole branding is, I survived a night at this hotel. Yeah. And people flock to that. Like, look what they're charging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This hotel could easily, like, Kennedy Hotel could easily capitalize on this yeah but they don't they want to cover it up they want it to be a nice friendly luxury hotel for families events i guess it's just it's kind of like hard to toe that line to you know paint your hotel as a professional hotel with poltergeist activity because it's kind of like the unspoken like 
description of the hotel. Yeah. Everyone knows, but the hotel itself doesn't explicitly say. Yeah. Whereas if they're getting these negative reviews and stuff, you kind of think that they would like put up a sign being like, yo, may have some poltergeist activity. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, almost like a, would you treat that like a rat infestation or would you? I don't know. I, I mean, from the owner's point of view, if they want it to just be a fancy hotel. Yeah. Best left undisturbed. Like the clientele that they're maybe hoping to approach don't believe in ghosts or right. don't really skeptics. entertain the idea. Yeah, professional skeptics and yeah. Kind of, yeah, wedding receptions. Um, but there are two confirmed haunted rooms in the hotel. So there's Geraldine's room and Elizabeth's room. Okay. So in the Geraldine room, frequently a uh, guest report hearing and seeing a little girl and hearing her footsteps up and down the hallway while she laughs uh and in the geraldine room uh it's the wife of a previous owner she was lady catherine hutchison okay uh she's meant to haunt uh the room uh just sort of floating about generally breathing in guests ears while they're sleeping (laughs) sometimes a phone will ring and when they get up to investigate, it's not ringing. Oh, no. Don't like that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it was actually the Geraldine room that you and I had booked to right, stay in. Right. So that was the one that we were supposed to go? Um, yeah. So, I mean, time will tell. If we get to go back and investigate, we can we can film something and see what we see. I think we can make something out of it. Uh, yeah. But the funniest part, uh, like you said... Most Haunted, the uh, TV series, filmed an episode in Kennedy Castle. Yeah. Uh, we can put the episode link in the description. Oh, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you, you want can to look it up it. if you're interested. I think it's on I think it's on YouTube. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure. Um, but one of the investigators got slapped in the face <laughs> by a ghostly hand. Really? Yeah. Was it Derek? I don't think it was Derek. No. <laughs> uh, but there's a video on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, ghosts got hands in this hotel, like... Yo, that's a viral video there. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost slaps. Paranormal investigator. Yeah. So, I mean, as harmless as footsteps and breathing might be, like, I guess there's always a line with any spectral visit. You don't really know. Yeah. See, that's it. Like, a lot of people, and this is obviously, I don't want to fall down the pit of discussing this but whenever people talk about hauntings and whenever people talk about ghosts there's always that kind of like why are you scared man they'll not touch you they'll not hurt you and then you hear about people like lunging knives into their chest and you hear about people getting slapped on the face and you know whenever it becomes physical i think that's whenever people get like genuinely freaked out well i mean my just briefly um obviously we could talk about this in a lot of depth but i think it's a respect kind of thing yeah i mean if i'm going into a spirit space yeah with all this equipment and calling out their name and trying to provoke them it's like someone coming to your room while you're sleeping right and poking you the stick yeah you're gonna snap yeah i guess no it's kind of a good time you mentioned it earlier anyway but if you guys do want to hear extra episodes from us we do have a patreon uh, where you can sign up for as little as one great British pound, uh, which I think is $1.50 in US currency. And yeah, you get a free episode uh, every week and early access, which is kind of cool if you want to do that. It's more for you, less for us. And the title of Spooky Boy, which is not to be sniffed at. 
That is true. In the Discord, you get uh, you get good times in the Discord, and you get a spooky boy chat all to yourself, and everyone else that signs up. So should we should we wrap up? I think so. Yeah, um, we did a lot of traveling around the world this evening. That is true. Yeah, got our little toes spooked off. Why does this sound like as if we just got like a toe massage? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Actually, under this table is uh, those little fish yeah. that eat your... Would that be cool? Would you like that? <laughs> no. No. It's freaky. I, yeah. Let's let's not go, let's not talk about fate. What about a cowboy at the edge of your bed? Ca- I, pleasant to cowboy at the end of my bed, I could deal with. I'm just thinking of like Owen Wilson for some reason. <laughs> wow. Wow. So yeah, we hope you have enjoyed this week's episode uh, from Ghost Waves. Um, as I said, I'm just kind of going to put this out here. If you did, you know, enjoy and you do want to show support, um, as such, if you're watching this on YouTube, please do hit a like, a thumbs up, subscribe if you haven't already. And yeah, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. If you've got any freaky hotel experiences yourselves. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music or any one of the other platforms that we got, and there is an option for a review, leave us a review. We will be leaving our socials and our Patreon link in the description so yo why don't you go check out some spooky stuff so yeah on to the patreons i'm just gonna read these out uh, in no particular order thirsty dismant uh, veronica menard sam jam fx she battle meow tom whitfield shannon williams houses one two two one caleb lee wallen uh cat and yeah that is everybody folks thank you so much for your patreons honestly i just kind of want to say the support has been incredible since we started this this is a new journey for us uh so it's kind of nice to have you guys on the spooky train with us so yeah that is it from us we will see you next week and after this we are going to be recording our patreon podcast so we'll see you there we will so uh yeah we will see you over at the patreon episode um stay spooky stay in a haunted hotel Yes, don't order the room service though. <laughs> Beware the butler. Yeah. <laughs> it was the butler that did it, dude. Fuck, I solved it. All right. We'll see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.